pass complete to Smith. He breaks a tackle. Oh. He's got the left sideline. Smith down the left sideline. He's going to go all the way. It's going to be a 61-yard touchdown, short throw, long run, and Parker Smith just burned the Interlakes Moulinboro D. He made the kid miss, you know. That's all you, you got to do. He made him miss, and then he finished and did the rest. To me, that was probably the biggest play, the biggest single play in the game. It was a 16-14 game at halftime, right, just like that. It was a 10-point game after Parker Smith took it to the house uh, early in the third quarter. And then Stevens goes on to roll to the Division Three championship over Interlakes Moulinboro, 46-20. to Joined on the phone right now during the New Hampshire High School football show is the head coach of the Stevens Cardinals, Paul Silva. Coach Silva, uh, I'm sure that's not going to get old listening to uh, to stuff like that over the next uh, few weeks and, 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 of course, for a lifetime. Not going to get old for me, I can tell you that. <laughs> Uh, Coach, I want to um, I want to ask you about the adjustments you made the second time around. It looked to me at one point, and maybe maybe it was going on throughout, but you were rushing three guys and dropping eight into coverage. What were your adjustments? They put up fifty seven points on you guys. A lot of that was self inflicted with turnovers and so forth. Um, but tell me about the adjustments from the first matchup with Interlakes, and then a complete turnaround in this second championship game. Yeah, I mean, you know that's. I said it before, and I'll continue to say it. You know, I've got some fantastic assistants. You know, Eric Anderson, the defensive coordinator. Um, we watched a lot of film. You know, obviously of that first game, and it was just you know hard hard to watch. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was definitely hard to watch. But uh, you know, you got to go back and, and see what you did and what you did wrong. And um, we looked at some of the other games, you know, in the playoffs, and just decided. Uh, and I, I just decided that we're not going to sit. You know, we're not going to sit in a two deep or you know three deep zone and let let him get, pick us apart. We're going to you know play man on the outside. We drop you know there's times we drop three or four. I, I, I was watching film the other day. I think there was one play where we where we where we had uh, rush one and dropped uh, ten into coverage. So, but we just wanted to take away the slant, um, which killed us in the first game. I think um, they scored three or four touchdowns on slants or seam routes and. Um, you know, that was a great idea by Eric and it worked out for us, you know, Saturday. Who were, who were the kid, who was the kid or the kids that you said, whether it be Zach Swanson, of course, Andrew Brothers, uh, who were the kids where you said, all right, we got to try to neutralize this guy the second time around? Because I, I, I say Zach Swanson first because I feel like he kind of killed you that first meeting and uh, he had to work for everything uh, on Saturday. Yeah, I think you hit the, the, the two right on the head. I mean, Brothers, I think, had five touchdowns against us. I think four of them were offensively. And, and um, Zach killed us on the seam routes. Um, Andrew killed us, you know, with the bubbles. And he also had um, a slant for a touchdown. So, you know, we decided, you know, if, if you know, we get beat by somebody else, that's that's fine. But those were the two that, you know, beat us up up there and also looked to be the ones that, you know, Ryan looked to go to um, in big situations, you know, against um, both Winnesquam and, and Brady. So um, that's that was our thought process, try to take, you know, try to neutralize them as best you can. You're never going to take them completely out of the game. They're just too good of players. But uh, I thought we did a, you know, I thought we did a great job. I, I think we gave up, uh, you know, six points in the second half. And I just was looking. We gave up just 52 points in the second half all year long, which is an average of about five points a game. You know, so that's that's a testament to work that Eric does. Um, 
you know, and uh, we all do a lot of film study. And you, you can't beat anybody um, consistently in this division if you're not, you know, if you're not really prepared. And you, if you're not prepared against some of these teams, particularly interlakes with all the weapons they have, you're going to be in trouble. Um, you know, so I was real happy with, you know, both sides of the ball, um, but particularly – um, you know they got some big plays, but you got to take your hat off to them. I think Ryan dropped three passes right on the right on the button. I thought we had good coverage. I thought we were hip to hip with them on all three of those plays. And um, you know, I've, I've always told the guys, I said, look, I can throw a you know a ten yard slant, but you know if they can drop it in over the coverage, you know I'll take my hat off to them and we'll just go on to the next play. Yeah. Paul Silva from Stevens is our guest. His team champions for the first time since 1968. What was it like when you got back to town? You know, kind of like a small town feel with a big, big moment. I'm sure that's uh, pretty exciting for you and the kids. Yeah, you know, we we, we got a nice, uh, you know, escort into town, um, police, fire truck. Um, but what was truly amazing was the number of people that, we're out, you know, waiting for us to get back, not only in the center of town and by the high school, but, I mean, from the outskirts of Claremont all the way, you know, back into the city and into the school. It's It was incredible, the number of people. I can't even describe how many. I, I don't know what the number was, but you would have had to, seen, to have seen the site. But it was, um, it was really, really great to, to see all the, the people that were out in, you know, to, to do something for the community and for the school. It's been a long time since we've had a football championship. And, you know, it's been 27 years, I think, since we've had any kind of championship. And though we've had opportunities over the last few years in a number of sports. Um, yeah, it's, it was it, it was amazing. I, over the years, I, I love the NFL Network and sort of all those, you know, America's Game and all those shows they have, you know, but the history of the NFL. And I'm kind of a geek about the 80s and the 90s for NFL. And, one thing that is kind of common is the Patriots sort of felt like, hey, we might be able to go someplace in 2001 when they lost to the Rams because they said if that's the best team, it's not that big of a gap. And I remember, you know, the Oakland Raiders in 1980, same thing with, with the Philadelphia Eagles and the Chargers. You know, they lost those games, but they said if that's the best and we're right there. And the reason I bring that up is was it that loss to Mananoc where you where maybe the kids were sort of like, hey, you know what, there isn't that much of a gap here. Like we can – you know, we can match up with these guys. Was, was that a moment for you guys? Yeah, it, it's funny you say that because I, I, and I've said this before, and I'll say that I, I felt that we, if we weren't, I felt we were the best team in the division based on you know film and everything that I'd seen. Um, I, and when I say that, I mean overall, I thought we we could do, you know, I thought we could play defense. I thought we could uh, move the ball. I thought our special teams were good. But when you when you're able to, play, I mean, we lost that game 20 to six. But we, when when we shut them out in the second half and scored, um, you know, I think the kids started to to, to believe that um, you know that they could play with anybody. Um, you know, you, you you believe that as a coach. If you don't, you you know you, you probably shouldn't be doing it. Your, your team, you got to believe in your team. And but it's it's to get that across to the kids. And I think the kid, like you said, I, I think you hit it right on the head is what I'm saying. That that game I, there, I think they realized that they could actually play with, with with anybody in the division. Talk about the second half of that second Manadnock game because, again, they got up on you and uh, 
you know, they had a, a comfortable lead, and, and you guys, again, shut them down in the second half and then started to score. Yeah, again, you know, Eric's adjustments, you know, defensively were, were a big key. But, um, you know, not, I can't only talk about him. My offensive coordinator, Josh Duford, had a, you know, I thought we had a great game plan. We, we had met, you know, several times prior to that game and prior to the game this past Saturday. Um, I thought he had a good plan for, we, we, were, we just knew we were going to have trouble running. But, you know, he's just not going to run the ball consistently against that. And I'm not saying they're just too big, too physical, and, and too good, they're too disciplined. Um, but we thought we saw some stuff on tape where they they seemed to drop, um, you know, a little deeper than than most, and, and we just decided at halftime that we're going to use the short passing game, you know, as a running game, and, and hopefully bring those twin safeties out a little bit, which um, you know I think happened, and we they gave us a couple of shots to hit the middle of the field. I think the big play was um, Henry threading the needle to Richard on a quick slant and we had the safeties out wide with Parker and, you know, Rich was able to go, I think it was 37 yards. When we got that touchdown, um, you know, we got it to within a one, to within a one score game. And that, um, you know, gave us a lot of momentum. It, this is a game of momentum. And when you get it, it's great. And when you are starting to lose it, it is real hard to get it back. And I, but I thought that play was, you know, the turning point in the game. It got us back within a score and, and uh, you know, Josh, you know, called up some great plays on the next drive and, and ended up winning the game. I think the uh, people knew all season long if they read, you know, our website, you know, all season long. They knew who Parker Smith was and, and Henry Bork and, and Richard Bell. I think mm-hmm. the the world was introduced to the O'Brien brothers on Saturday and apparently Justin McIsaac has signed up as their WWE manager. But I, what is it like? Those two hit – and I mean, what what is it like coaching those two guys? I feel bad for their neighbor who has to get stuck in like front yard football games with those two guys <laughs> cracking them over the middle. What's it like yeah. coaching those two guys? They're uh, well, they can be a handful at times. So I'm not going to lie to you. But oh, sure. they're, uh, they're they're fantastic players. Um, you know, I've been talking about Zach to a number of people um, offensively. Uh, he's also happens to be our leading tackler defensively, but. He was our he was a lineman for us his first his uh, freshman and sophomore year, and then when when uh, we we lost Brandon Bell graduated as our fullback, um, you know Josh and I talked over the summer about you know he I had watched him in basketball I you know I had him in baseball and I'm like he is you know, he's a big kid but he is really really athletic and you know I think he he really if you if you sleep on him. You're going to be, you know, you're going to get hurt. I, I think they focused a lot on Parker. In fact, I think one of the biggest plays on Saturday's game was when we were behind 14 to eight with a minute 50 to go in the half, and you know we put Zach out wide on Parker's side. Again, this is Josh, you know, utilizing the talent that we have. Um, we ran a slant to Parker, and we had to hit it, hit him for 11 yards, I think, earlier in the drive. I thought they kind of, you know, we ran a, a stop and go with Zach and. You know, he he for for six you know for six one two hundred and ten he's pretty quick and you know Henry hit him with a perfect perfect pass so, but I think he ended up he's had almost forty catches for us this year you know he ran the ball you know yeah. fifty times or so um, and then Nick defensively uh, you know I I think is you know got to be one of the better if not the best defensive end you know in the division it's it's we got to. <laughs> We got to keep him under control. That's the problem, you know. Um, <laughs> he's he's, uh, he's a hyper kid, but he um, 
they both can play. They they both can play the game, and, and uh, I'll, I'll take them on my team for sure. Yeah, no, absolutely. And 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 again, I think just one last comment from me about I can't say enough about Richard Bell, and you know he was tremendous, and he was on that day the best running back on the field. And um, you know he's a kid who just grinds out. He, he reminds me a little bit of May Cumber in that. There's yeah. no easy yards, and he, you know, he he grinds it out. You, you, no one hits Richard Bell, and then he just goes down. I mean, he keeps yeah. running and keeps those. As my grandmother used to yell at my cousin, "Keep those legs moving!" And you know, he—that's right. that's what he does. And <laughs> he was tremendous, as was most of your team. But but Richard Bell, I want to, I want to specifically mention. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you did because um, Richard's not. You know, he doesn't seek out the limelight and. I think he ran for 120, 130, something like that. Um, but he ended up, you know, a little bit short of thousand on the season. But I want to tell you a little bit of the reason why he did. He could have easily eclipsed a thousand yards. But you know, some of those games early in the season when we got up, you know, on some teams, um, you know, rather than stay in there and you know rack up some yards, he said, "Hey, coach, you know." You know, let let Alex get some carries. You know, let let Chris get some carries. Um, let some of the younger guys, Keegan, you know, get get some carries. That's just the kind of kid he is. Um, I think he ended up with nine hundred and forty something. Um, you know, he also you know caught twelve passes. He you know he threw a couple last year. We had to put him at quarterback. He he doesn't complain. I think in the first Manadnot game we had tried a little different game plan where he didn't get a lot of touches. Never, never said a word. Um, but we, you know, we knew going into this week that we thought we could. We knew we could throw the ball because you know we had some open guys. You know, in the first game, even though you know the score did indicate it. But after looking at, it, we really thought we could run the ball as well. It, you know, I don't, I don't know if any, anybody other than you know us expecting them to carry the ball, you know, twenty eight times. But um, that's. You know, he 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 came and said, "God, I don't care if I touch it twice or thirty. I just want to win." And that's he, he's he's you know he's fantastic. He, he did. He won. Yep. And, a great player. And it's kind of nice having a, a sophomore quarterback who's going to be a junior quarterback next year. Yeah, back. yeah. He's uh, Henry's Henry's come a long way, and we you know he's you know we he threw the interception early in the game, and it was kind of a you know miscommunication on the pattern and and. Henry and Josh and I were like, oh, gosh, you know, we got the ball inside the five with an interception, and we look at each other, you know, we were like, you know, Josh, he's he's 15 years old, you know, <laughs> and he's playing just his, you know, just his 12th varsity game at 15. Um, now he's he's pretty mature for for his age, and yeah. uh, pretty pretty glad he's on our side. All right, Coach. Well, you enjoy yourself. Thanks so much for uh, all the help this year over the course of the season. And, uh, you know, enjoy this, bask in it, and uh, hopefully, and, it, and it's kind of nice with a holiday weekend and everything right it after is. winning a championship. But I do have to ask one question, okay? I got I got to know if Dave's got that game used jersey on. David? Did I what? You wearing you the game use Stevens Cardinals? No, I'm using that for my next game. I got it at home. My okay. my daughter right. wants to wear it. And I said she's okay. only ten. I said you haven't earned it yet. No, I love that jersey. That's a championship <laughs> jersey. You kidding there you me? Go. I, listen, listen, Paul. You know I could easily put that on eBay and get five hundred dollars for it, but it's worth way more to me. So trust me, <laughs> I'm gonna own that thing. I'll tell you, we're gonna be 
I can promise you this, um, and for Parker Smith, who should be listening, we're going to make it out to that gym in Stevens to cover a basketball game this winter because that's a great like little gymnasium you guys have. It is. And it I, is. I'll be rocking the Stevens jersey when I get there. Or Pete, Pete or I will we'll, we'll be out to, uh, this winter. Okay. So we'll, we'll let you know. We're going to hold you to it. Oh, yeah. Well, no, we'll be there this winter. We're ready to roll. All right. Thanks, Appreciate Coach. It. Thanks so much. Thank All right. Have a good it. one. Thank- Thank you for all you guys do for us. Thank you. You're quite welcome. Paul yeah, Silva welcome. from Stevens, champions in football. First time since 1968. He's we'll take a timeout. Terrific guy. Yeah. We'll come back. Uh, we'll get to uh, more of the program. We're going to be talking with Chris Sanborn, the Plymouth head coach, in just a little bit. Uh, as the New Hampshire High School football show, the postseason and Thanksgiving weekend edition of the program continues on ESPN New Hampshire and on NHSportsPage.com.